Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. No! Well, we'll touch on several illnesses. Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so we'll strap in and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert. Pretty damn batshit. Rock and roll! <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if that was, that was my best, like, 80s <laughs> hair. We were just talking about 80s hair metal off mic, and I was just like, that's, that's, yeah, that's what we're going to do for the intro. Yeah, for those of you who uh, listened to our Breaking Up episode, we were singing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Yeah. I don't mean on, just on the episode. Right. We, we sung it like two times after. Yeah. But, but I, what I love about that is like if this episode comes out first, they're going to be like, well, I got to, oh, I, I want to hear Brad and Adam sing Every Rose. You're going to have to wait, bitches. You're going to have to wait. So uh, this episode's topic. Yeah. Overspending. Money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. Money. Uh, are you good with money? No. No. Horrible with it. Have you always been horrible with it? Always. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm extremely frugal, like to the point of failure. Yeah. Like to, I will go out of my way not to spend money, so it's detrimental. But if I'm in a manic state, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Money, 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 money. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just fucking paper. I blew through when I had that horrible, very, very horrible, no good year. Yep. <laughs> that ended up with me being diagnosed. I blew through every ounce of savings I had mm. on bullshit. Ah. Like, I had nothing to show for it. Your headshots? That's true. You got your headshots. I got my headshots. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say my name? No, we didn't. Get we out of here. talking about your headshots. Get out of here, Actor Brad. Brad. Get out of here. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I have to show for it. <laughs> That and a lot of a lot of debt, bills, and legal trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would do shit like when I was manic uh, that made no sense whatsoever. I'd just like rent a sports car. Really? Just for you? Just for me. Mm. Just for the day. Interesting. Like I just wanted to drive around in a sports car. See, I, I am someone who blows money to to keep people happy or to keep... I do that too. People involved. Like, you know, that can be friends, that can be uh, partners, that can be any number of people because it's that need to please that I have. I'm a caretaker. Right? So I was just like, here, here, whatever, whatever it costs, whatever, whatever I have to spend, just take the money, go. You know what I mean? And I will hang out with some friends who are so much more frugal than me when it comes to like when I'm in a manic state and they'll be like, what do you, stop it. <laughs> just yeah. stop it. I'm like, no, I want to do this. It's just money. And then, you know, the mortgage comes due, and I'm like, oh, just money. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've, I've never been good with it. It's always my primary source of stress. Mm. Do, do you value it? No, I think that's one of the problems. Yeah, you just you don't value money. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, it's, it serves an end. Right, it's a tool. Yeah. Right, it's a tool. It's like a car, right? Like I know people who really stress about their cars and I'm I drive a 2011 Nissan Versa because yeah. it still fucking runs. You know yeah. what I mean? So why would I spend money on a new car when this one's paid off? I kind of feel the same way about money. Money's a tool. Money'll get you what you need. The problem is when you're in a state, what you need is horribly skewed. Yeah. Right? Like you yeah. think you need things that you don't need at all i have always hated shopping okay my entire life like i hate shopping 
that during my very horrible no good year, um, patent pending. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure that's. Uh... <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, I bought so many clothes. Really? Yeah, I was just constantly going and buying clothes. But you also lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, but I didn't need to buy as many clothes as I did. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. And and again, it was something that I had always hated. I always hated clothes shopping, but I was really into it. Like, were you manic. were you going and just impulsively buying stuff, or were you like, I'm going to try this on and get my fit and like get the get the the color palette right and the balance and the outfit? You know what I mean? Like both. Both. You did both. Yeah. Like I, I would be like, I need some new jeans. And instead of just going and buying a pair of jeans, I'd be like, what's what's the coolest uh, designer jean place in Hollywood? And <laughs> Super I'd, tight pants. Yeah, bad, would, walking around I Hollywood. I would go down and, and buy like four pairs of jeans. Oh, wow. Yeah, like shit like that. Like I needed a new pair of khaki shorts because, again, I'd lost so much weight. I, I went from a size... I think it was like up to like a size 48 waist. Wow, really? Yeah, down to 34. Um, and uh, so I was like, I need some new khaki shorts. Just some like nice, slim khaki shorts, which I could have got at like Macy's sure. or something. You'll never hear someone ordinarily say that. I need yeah. to get new khaki shorts. Yeah. Sorry, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just like... some shorts. I just needed shorts. <laughs> no, I like guys. khaki shorts. Keep going. Um, cargo pants. Go not on. cargo. <laughs> Like, you don't want the cargo. That's oh, bulky. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. So you bulk. want the slimming khaki yeah, shorts, slimming of course. Khaki. The khaki. The slim khaks, yeah. they call it. But instead of, like, again, just going to Macy's and getting, like, a $20 pair of shorts. Right. Because it's shorts. They're shorts. Yeah. You know, I went... Where did I go? I went to, like, Bloomingdale's or something. Got a $100 pair of shorts. Dude, Bloomingdale's pisses me off oh, how it's expensive ridiculous. their shit it's is. It's ridiculous. And none of it's worth it. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, you, but, but at the same time, Macy's makes me mad, too, because... Macy's is like, okay, all of our shirts are like $90, but we'll send you a coupon, and if you use the credit card, and if you come on a Tuesday yeah. after 5 p.m., then it's only $20. I'm like, and if you can do a one-arm push-up? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, then just make it $20, bro. What are you doing? Yeah. Make fucking Macy's. <laughs> Fuck you, Macy's. Fuck you, Bloomingdale's. But yeah, that's the kind of shit I would do. I would constantly go to expensive restaurants. By yourself? Um, or take people with me. Take a couple people, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so was your spending, and this is not a judgment, keep that in mind, when you would overspend, were you overspending primarily on yourself? It was indiscriminate. Indiscriminate. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be on me. Sometimes other people, I'd buy people gifts. I'd take people out, mm -hmm. like, you know? Um, yeah, it was just, again, I had no concept. Money didn't mean shit. Right. And any money I had access to, as far as I was concerned, was mine. Sure. You know? I think... I think it's hard because I don't place a lot of value on money either. I, I I don't like people are people can get obsessed with that shit. People put a lot of like value on humans based on like income and you know fiscal means and all that shit. I, I don't value money like that. I, I don't and I I don't think people should. That being said, it's a resource. Right? Yeah. It's a it's a finite resource for an individual. And especially when you have responsibilities and you have other people or uh, uh that depend on you, be it like your folks, your family, you know, your 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 son, your daughter, your your dog. Um what's heartbreaking is you don't have to give a shit about money. You do have to give a shit about the people who need your money. 
And so when you blow through that yeah. resource, that's when you really feel like shit, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're like, ah, I don't care. I lost all that money. Fuck it. But, oh, shit. Now, you know, my wife and I, you know, are going to have to figure out how to make the car payment this month. Yeah. And for those of you who are wondering why we're talking about this, who maybe don't have bipolar, um, this is a common symptom for bipolar. Mm-hmm. So common, it's one of the diagnostic criteria. Yeah. Uh, many people's lives have been ruined just from this. And it's it's interesting in that I'm not sure what the root cause of it is. Is it the impulse control? I think it's impulse control. That's what I was going to say. Plus the risk-taking? I guess. I mean, I, I still... And, f- and you got to throw in the grandiosity where it's like nothing... There are no repercussions for your actions. Right, right. Nothing's going to... Yeah, it'll all work itself out. Yeah. Um, I personally feel it's impulse control. Because I tend to, like, I make impulsive decisions when I'm in those phases. It's not like I've been thinking about buying a car for six months, and then I go manic, and I finally pull the trigger on buying that car. You know what I mean? Instead, it's, I haven't been thinking about buying a car, but I'm going, I'm going to throw $3,000 down and driving off the lot in that new Lexus. Right. I don't think you can get a Lexus for $3,000 down. But that's irrelevant. Yeah. Um. So I, I view it as impulse control. That's my that's my feeling about it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The impulse control plus the risk taking, with a with a dash at the grandiosity. Oh, of course. Uh, but see, it's you say risk taking, but I don't ever feel like I am risking anything when I'm in that state and spending money. Yeah, because money is a well, infinite I think that's, resource. I think that's where the risk taking comes in. Mm. Is you don't feel like anything's risky, so you oh. engage in a lot of risky behavior. Oh. Because you don't feel that it's risky. See, because when you say risk-taking, I think of like almost like adrenaline junkies, like people who need to get their adrenaline fixed by being, you know, uh, involved in risky behavior, whatever that means to them. Yeah. I think it all goes kind of hand in hand because you could say the hypersexuality is a byproduct of risk-taking and impulse control also. And yeah, again, Uh, yeah, I'd say impulse control over over risk-taking because again if you feel grandiose and everyone's you know the you're the fucking shit then it's not a risk to walk up to claudia schiffer why did i she's from the 90s why did i go with claudia schiffer because you could get her today could i (laughs) could i dana devito i don't know if i could um but like go up to claudia schiffer and be like sup um that was my best line sup Sup. uh it's not great uh but sup schiffer sup schiff (laughs) <laughs> what up shif shif um yeah we're we're getting married next week uh but no you, you have that grandiosity so it's not a risk to just walk up to claudia schiffer and be like hey let's you know let's do the damn thing and uh your night uh, unfurls into a bunch of debauchery that's what i assume that's how that would work i've never yeah. approached claudia schiffer now claudia if you listen uh no that mandy might be listening never mind claudia never mind no, no, forget it claudia forget it Oh, Mandy doesn't listen to the show. I know. <laughs> I don't think Claudia Schiffer listens to the show either. No, no. but she may. John, John Cena. John Cena does. <laughs> Quick side note: We had someone like our video on TikTok whose name was John Cena, and we like to think that it's, it's actually the John, John Cena. Cena. Probably not, but it maybe could you, be. You never know. Could be. You never know. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I think one of the worst symptoms of bipolar. The, the overspending. Yeah, because, you know, we talk a lot about the other things and how they destroy relationships, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously with 
you combine the hypersexuality with the risk-taking impulse control, you could end up with like an STD. Or um, pregnant. Or pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but the overspending, I mean, you can, like I said with me, like, you know, I ended up blowing through my savings. I'm massively in debt. I got legal problems. And it's all just from that. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's from being manic for almost a whole year. Like a few, few little times off. Right. But... Now, also, I, I will the caveat in that. I was doing a lot of things that I didn't realize at the time would push me into mania. Sure. So I was constantly, you know, whether it was drugs or, you know, I was taking weight loss things mm-hmm. and all this. And so my my bipolar cycle probably doesn't match most people's bipolar cycle unless mm-hmm. they are also taking stuff. Cause Maybe. Again, with the risk-taking impulse control, drugs, if we as we've talked about, are a big thing. If but- you're... If you're bipolar and you're on coke, you're never gonna not be manic. Right, but then again, everyone's chemistry, body chemistry is different, right? Yeah. Like we've talked about, you know, when we're in a manic state, we can drink all night, a whole bottle of scotch is gone, and we feel fine. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I uh, um, that was my impulse control going away. Uh, I, I feel like we as a society. A capitalistic society. This is not a comment on capitalism. This is not what we're here for. But money is integral in our lives. Yeah. Like, it's it's imperative to have it. You need it. There's no barter system that exists in, you know, the United States. Uh, you need to have money. You yeah. just need to. Um, you know, people talk about being like, well, I live off the land, and I don't, I make my own glass. And I'm like, great, you know, it takes money to get that Glass kiln. I assume you do glass in a kiln. Um, but so uh, I digress. Uh, it's imperative that we have money. It's imperative that we spend money to keep the uh, um, uh, the whole capitalist uh, society going. And when you have impulse control with overspending, all of a sudden you go from being a huge assist in the society to being a huge burden. Right. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you become someone who can't contribute and you can, you feel that like, you know, we've both been on unemployment. You know, I've been on food stamps. I don't know if you've been on food stamps before. Yep. It feels fucking awful. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. And all of a sudden, like, I know that we pay for these programs with our taxes and I'm in no way judging that, but you still feel mentally, you feel like that you're a fucking leech yeah yeah and and that affects your self-worth right which will send you into a depressive state you tend not to overspend in a depressive state so i guess that's one benefit of it but (laughs) that's true uh but although i would spend a lot of money on doordash (laughs) well of course taco bell yeah um well let me ask you this okay so you know how people can be like um um i murdered someone but i was insane when I did it, right? right? Like I was, you know, you think you could do that with money? Like you said, like, for instance, you mentioned legal troubles. Do you think you could be like, I was manic. I am diagnosed bipolar one. Yeah. Yeah. I currently have a, uh, a lawyer who uh, specializes in uh, bipolar and mentally ill patients. Really? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's becoming more accepted in the legal system and it depends on what you have. Okay. Um, like I've heard, I think Lauren Melisi was talking about this when she was on for the borderline personality disorder. 
that that's often not considered a legitimate illness in courts. Really? Yeah, but bipolar is. What dictates that? I don't know. Education of the judges. Um, yeah, but that's just it. Like, if, okay. I, I think so the that, diagnostic criteria for borderline personality disorder is also difficult to pin down. Sure. Well, and, and that's what's fucked, though, right? Because you could go to one judge and you'll get one reaction. You go to another judge, you get another reaction. And, I mean, I guess that's the same for any serious legal trouble, right? Like... Depending, you go to you go to one judge because he got in a bar fight, and he'll be like, "I made some mistakes in my youth too." You go to a different judge, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That's you know, aggravated assault. Oh, you have martial arts training. You know, it's assault with a deadly weapon. You're doing four to ten. Yeah, you know, it's like okay. So forget what I was saying about that. But that I, reminds I, me. Uh, that just made me think of in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. When Bruce Lee's like, like these hands are registered as deadly weapons. <laughs> deadly weapons right? Brad, Brad Pitt's like, all hands are deadly. <laughs> like, <laughs> you kill a man, you kill a man. <laughs> like, oh, that's that was that was that fight scene was hilarious. That's <laughs> a funny movie. It's a funny funny movie. Um, yeah, I I don't value money, and yet I understand money's value. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. It's hard for me to place the type of value I wish I could on money. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like, like, cause I've worked jobs in the past where I'll work 80 hours a week. Right. But that doesn't have to do with the money. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not necessarily directly correlated to the money. Right. I wish I was one of these people who could be incredibly frugal, keep an eye on my, my checking account, invest wisely. And I've just never been able to, mm. I and- can't wrap my head around it. Hey friends. Brad and I started Batshit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. Thanks for listening. Help us continue the conversation. Leave us a comment with your thoughts, experiences, or questions about mental health. Every opinion and viewpoint is valid. Just don't be a dick. You know, but there's also a lot of, you know, there are negative aspects to being overly frugal, too. You miss out on a lot of things. You miss out on, remember, our our society runs on money. Like social events, um, life events, major life events. A lot of that stuff comes down to shit costing money. Yeah. And if you're unwilling to spend the money, you're going to miss out on major life events. Yeah. And that sucks. And it's going to... At the end of the day, and this I know is contradictory to what we're just talking about, it's just money, right? So what's more important to you? Um, making sure that you have that $150 in the bank or, you know, taking your wife out for a nice dinner on your anniversary. Right. Right? Like, which is more important? Like, I, now, if that $150 is set aside to pay your mortgage or your loan shark or whatever, that's a different conversation altogether, but... 
being overly frugal can be detrimental as well. Probably not as detrimental as overspending. I'm not going to try and pretend that it is, but right. But but you get to the point where you're not enjoying life. Right. It's enjoying, like finding that balance. Right. Right. Because now you're not enjoying your life, which means you know you're you're sitting at home in a fucking darkened basement. You know, sinking into a depressed state. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, you know, when I was um, first starting out, I was touring and I was making like $300 a week. Um, and I didn't have any overhead, though. Like, I think I had my phone. I didn't have health insurance. My car was paid off, but I wasn't driving my car, so I didn't have to get insurance for my car. So, yeah, I, I really just had like my phone and my living expenses, like my food and whatever. And I remember at the time feeling incredibly free, right? But that feeling didn't last that long because I always wanted more. And I, I don't mean that like I want a better car or I want newer clothes. I, I wanted to feel like I was progressing in life, like I was climbing, you know, making progress in some way, shape, or form. And one of the ways that our society puts value on a person is monetarily, Right. So, yeah. for instance, if you out for a job and they're like, Brad, you're worth 25 bucks an hour. And then you go to the next corporation down. And they're like, Brad, you're worth 30 bucks an hour. Now, all of a sudden, your value has increased. Yeah. You know, and that that'll take a mental toll on you. If you're sitting there and you're like, I'm only worth three hundred dollars a week. I, I'm, I'm I can be better than that. I am better than that. I deserve more than that. Not because I want the money, but because I want the worth associated with that money. Right. You driving around in that sports car makes you feel like a big fucking man because there is worth associated with that. Yeah. And that, you know, that's consumerism. That's capitalism. That's not, again. And that feeds into the grandiosity. Exactly. And this is not me on like a political soapbox. I'm just talking about it from a realistic standpoint of people who live in the United States. Yeah. You know? I would be interested in socialist countries, uh, people who are bipolar, if you find that your relationship with money is different, and if you encounter these overspending indul- and indulgent I bet it's of, the same. It's you probably think so? just what they're spending it on. What they're spending it on? Yeah. Yeah? Like chocolate? Yeah. Chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. Huh. <laughs> I just assume all socialist countries like chocolate, I guess. You know, uh, one thing I would do also when I was manic mm-hmm. is intentionally overdraw my checking account intentionally yeah so you can uh you can go to the atm mm-hmm. or at least you can do this with my bank you can go to the atm and you can withdraw more money than you have in there and you'll get hit with an overdraft fee right yeah 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 Yeah. so i would do that i'd have like 50 bucks in and i'd go and pull like 500 bucks out oh and they'll give it to you but they just It'll charge give it to you, you and then suddenly you're you know 500 dollars in the hole plus the overdraft fee right but yeah. they'll give you that 500 yeah Interesting. Because they're making money off the overdraft fee. No, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, making that they want you to soon. do shit like that. <laughs> right, right. You know what I do? It, it, it Actually, it's helped my impulse control. Is I have two cards um, for my bank. I have my uh, two, two main checking accounts for my bank. It's a better way of putting it. Both have debit cards. But one of the debit cards doesn't live in my wallet. It lives at home at the bottom of my sock drawer. And it is what I call the no fun account. Any bills come out of that account. Right. Any any like, you know, 
phone bill, mortgage, whatever comes out of that account. And then I have what I call the puppy card. And it's called the puppy card because there's a puppy on it. It's really fucking cute. <laughs> and what I do is like I put $100 at a time on the puppy card. And that's the most I can spend. Gotcha. Unless I go in using my app or go into the bank and put more money on the puppy card. Yeah. Now, I can do that at any point in time. Like, for instance, right now, if we're out at the bar and I only have 60 bucks on my puppy card and the bill is 100 I can go into my bank app and be like, transfer 40 extra dollars to the puppy card. But it's like one more step for me right. that helps do my impulse control. Yeah. You know what I mean? And th- well, and I think me. that's the key. You know, I've been reading a lot lately about uh, safety plans for bipolar people. Safety plans. Yeah. You put in... You try to put in all these stop gaps right. to prevent you from doing things like that yeah. when you're manic. Like some people give complete control of their finances to their spouse. Sure. Well, it, it, that's uh, conservative ships are kind of like that too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, people who aren't can't be trusted with controlling their funds because they're, you know, not stable. I mean, that's that's a version of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not advocating for that either. I feel like I'm, I'm doing that a lot this episode. I'm like, okay, guys, I don't necessarily believe this, but this is just something I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like aliens. Um, yeah, it, but that's what it is, right? It's like, it's, it's a form of a, like, I have my way of coping with my bipolar, and this is one of the ways I cope with it, is by yeah. putting in these stop gaps, these necessary stop gaps. Some people uh, freeze their credit cards, like literally freeze them. Really? Yeah, they'll put them in like a, uh, a bowl and fill it with water and oh, put it in the freezer. Oh, you mean literally freeze literally them? Literally freeze them oh. so that you, you have to, if you're going to use the card, you got to take the bowl out and you got to like chisel the ice away. <laughs> like it gives you enough time to be like, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Chiseling the ice in my... Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. I thought you meant like... Like you put a hold on the card. I mean, you could do that too. But, but I, I like but that's putting not it in funny. the freezer. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw uh, a friend of mine did this. Uh, her kid was driving her nuts. So what she did was she put all of his toys in a bucket of water and froze it. Uh-huh. And it was like, up, oh, you know, I don't remember what she said. It was like, Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze was here and he froze all your toys. And the kid spent like two and a half hours chipping away at that ice block they had his toys out she was like it was the best two and a half hours of my life (laughs) that's pretty smart it's not a bad move that's awesome (laughs) uh freeze your children's toys (laughs) and your bank account but not your children not your children no 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 they deserve more than that better than that um i i wish i wish i had better impulse control i know that sounds silly to say because we all feel that way i'm sure i'm sure we all like say that some part of us says that but i have horrible impulse control it's horrible yeah and it's 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 probably one of it might be the worst part of bipolar hmm. is is the lack of impulse control Hmm. because that's what leads to you doing so much stupid life-destroying shit sure yeah yeah and it's and there's nothing that tempers that. Is your medication tempered at all? Because I haven't found that with the lamictal no. or the Wellbutrin. No, it's I not think the tempered. impulse control issue is always there. It's always there. Now, now I am able to think a little clearer, Yeah, which keeps me from... Kind of takes the edge off. Yeah, it takes the edge off. So the impulse control isn't as immediate, for yeah. lack of a better term. But, uh, but it's still there. It still lingers, you know? And you still look at... The number of times I've almost bought a car driving to and from work, 
I, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've almost just been like, oh, there's one, whip, and pulling over to buy the car. Yeah. And it's, it, I will say, I, again, I know I don't need a car. I know that that would be a foolish purchase that, and, and luckily, I think because of my medication that I'm on, I'm able to like take that breath and take that moment and understand that. But it's scary if you don't have that, that barrier, that, that, that silkscreen to pass those thoughts through. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm going to go buy an Audi. Yeah. Yeah, that comes into play so much with money. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, basically anything that you have the impulse to do is going to involve money. Always. I mean, there are very few things, you know, aside from being like, I'm going to go cliff jumping or right. some shit. Or get um, in a fight. Yeah, you're getting a fight. There you go. That's what you should do, everyone at home. Instead of overspending, go start a bar fight. <laughs> you don't even need to buy a drink at the bar. Just, you know, pick the ugliest mug there and punch him in the throat. But then you got to get bailed out. And... Oh, that's true. Not if you run. You punch <laughs> him and you run. <laughs> punch and run. Punch and run. That's our, our prescription for bipolar. Punch and run. <laughs> if you can't afford Lamictal because the health insurance situation in America is... Punch and run. Fucking terrible. Punch and run, bitches. Punch and run. Man, I got freaked out last time I... Uh, Prescription got renewed because I I got the little email for it mm-hmm. and I forget what it said. It said something like my Lamictal was going to be like three hundred bucks or what? some shit. And I was like, what? And then I, I went to pick it up and you know it was its usual like right. twenty dollars or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, I guess that's what the price is without insurance. But, Yikes! Yeah. Yikes! Who the fuck can afford that? Like, who can? You know, it, so, so there's that drug. That um, this diabetes medication that people take to lose weight. You know what I'm talking about? Is that what it's called? I think so. Okay. But it's, a, it's ostensibly, it's a medication that was developed for diabetes that happens to temper your um, uh, 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 eat, what's it called? Uh, your, your hunger. Like basically yeah. it tempers your hunger. And people will have lost drastic amounts of weight on it. It's very big in Hollywood. Like Mindy Kaling is infamous for having done it because you look at old Mindy Kaling, you look at new Mindy Kaling, what she do, she got on this medication. That's not a judgment of her doing it. But um, I'm bringing that up because that is $1,000 a month to take that medication. Yeah. $1,000 a month. And I think that's completely appropriate. That's completely appropriate because at the end of the day, you are, it's cosmetic. For the most part. You know, there are people with diabetes that need that medication, and those people, that's yeah. that's atrocious. But, like, no one goes and buys Lamictal because they're looking for a good time or right. they're looking to lose weight. You right. know what I mean? So it shouldn't be 300 they're fucking bucks. looking for bones. gingivitis. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be 300 bucks. Like, yeah. that's fucking stupid. My well, whole, yeah. Insulin, I think, is like $700 uh, per day or some shit. What? Like it's something insane like that. That, like, if you need insulin right now in this country, you're going broke. Well, wasn't that the thing with the the guy who does the, the EpiPens? Yeah, yeah, the Epi, yeah. They were EpiPens, right? Yeah. Like they would like he he was proud that he increased the price like three hundred percent in his tenure there. Like, yeah. what the fuck is the matter with you, man? Yeah, and everybody talks about how uh, if we had universal health care, it would be so awful with like drug prices and blah blah blah. But it's like, why, why are we paying that? price here but if you just go across the border into canada you can get insulin for like 35 bucks exactly yeah exactly mm, mm. 
very political episode. Unintentionally political yeah, episode. That's not what we were. That's why yeah. we were here. We it's got, difficult, though. I, I tell you, people, no matter where your politics lie, it's difficult when you dive into our medical system, and especially with mental health, mm. to not get angry about our current system. Yeah. Because it is broken. It yeah. It is so broken. Very broken. It's very broken. And, and people who need help can't get it. Yeah. Or if they do get it, they bankrupt themselves getting it. Yeah. That we live in Los Angeles, and the number of people who live on the street here that very clearly are dealing with a mental illness of some type, it's like I drive to and from work every day, and I, I see it. And these people can't get help. There's no options afforded them. Or the options afforded them aren't great. Yeah. And I sit there and I go, how far am I away from that? How far am I away from that person walking down the street with plastic bags for shoes? You know what I mean? Like, how far away? Yeah. Because it's not their fault. You know, it's not their fault. They're sick. They're sick. Yeah. And they've reached a point where they can't even help themselves anymore. And no one else is there to help them. Yeah. And that blows. My seven-year-old had a dollar today. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really wanted to go for a walk with his dollar. And I assumed he wanted to buy something. He right. wanted to find a homeless person to give it to. Oh, my God. It was like the sweetest thing. Oh, my God. And we found one. And he was like, mister, would you like a dollar? And the guy was just so like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, thank you, child. Thank you, young child. <laughs> uh, that's good of you. That's yeah. good of your child. Yeah. Good of your child. Yeah. He constantly uh, surprises me with what a good kid he is. Because I don't feel like I'm doing it. <laughs> it's not coming from my end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, I. You have to laugh at this a little bit. You have to. You have. Otherwise, to, you'll cry. You fucking cry. We talked about that. But like, when you break it down and you think about the idea that, like, you know what? I got to fly to Hawaii for lunch. You know which. That's ridiculous, but that is someone who I've heard of with bipolar does that. Yeah. And like, th- that is awful and hilarious because we, when you're in a rational state of mind, the idea of like going out and renting a Lamborghini to go to the grocery store is fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And you got to laugh at that. You have, you have to. to. You have to. And and you're kicking yourself. I know, I know Brad, you're kicking yourself because of the mismanagement of your funds that you had. Oh, completely. And, and and I hope you can find moments of levity with it. And I know it's hard right now yeah. with everything that you're going through. But I hope one day you'll be able to look back on it and laugh a little bit because otherwise, fuck, man. You're going to hate yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. And anyone, it's, yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. Anyone out there who's going through this, don't hate yourself. Please, don't. that's that's really easy to say that's a lot less easy to do but it's one of the reasons i take solace in comedy is because i can laugh stuff off then i can deflect the pain with the laughter yeah it doesn't mean i don't feel it i fucking feel it but i can deflect it a little bit there's a shield between me and that pain and so when you're looking back on these horrible things that have happened to you that you have caused that are not your fault because it's your disease, in my opinion, laughter is the best medicine. Might be the only medicine sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 because you can't afford your medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. America. 
Um, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, baby. Um, hey, you know what? Write us in with your craziest, weirdest impulse control story. Do it. But but fun. It's fun, guys. We're doing this for fun. We're not yeah. doing... This isn't one-upmanship. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's not like, oh, Brad, you did that? Well, you should hear what I did. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. Yeah. But... Like and and if you want us to share them, we won't use names. But that could be really fun. If that you guys, would be fun. That would be really fun. Here's what I'd love. I'd love if everybody who wanted to, who has a crazy impulse control story, sent in your impulse control problem that you had and the result of it that you think's hilarious. And we won't read your name. But I think it'd be fun to put up a poll to see which is the craziest. Who thinks yeah. the craziest, like, you know, this is this, you know. Again, we're not going to use names. That would be great. Because what it would do is it would show the community that, like, oh, I'm not alone. In fact, my impulse control isn't nearly as bad as someone else's impulse control, you know. And yeah. it's like, that, that'll that be helpful. Write us at brad at batshitpodcast.com. Yeah, or you can message us on Instagram or on TikTok or leave a message on YouTube. Uh, we've gotten some great messages on YouTube. Recently. Oh man! So the uh, the masculinity part <laughs> oh, two episode we did with Aiden Cox. Uh, there's a clip that we put up that was just her talking about how um, uh, biological um, uh, essentialism. essentialism. Basically, yeah. you uh, men are not women are not naturally more emotional than men. Uh, the truth is is that we as a society create that, and we posted that clip, and, and all these men. We're basically like, fuck you, men are more emotional. How would you say, why'd you say that? Why would you say we're more emotional? And there's like six or seven comments like that. And then just today, this woman jumped in and was like, you know, for a bunch of guys who say that they're not emotional, they're having a very emotional reaction to this video. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Fantastic. If you're the person who wrote that, uh, let's hang out. You're the best. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing your stories with us. Thank you for listening to our stories. Thank you for remembering you're not alone, that we're not alone, that we're all here to help each other, and that this fight isn't ending anytime soon. So keep fucking plowing ahead, man. And for those of you watching the video, I'm sorry, I yawn a lot. Yeah, he does. And it's, it's partially because I'm boring. <laughs> but uh, the other part I don't, is... I don't sleep well. <laughs> and then I drink scotch. And that'll help. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> Uh, we love you. Keep fighting, guys.